1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: And welcome into hour number two. And for those of you who slept late, hour number one for you. But glad to have you either way. we got fishing reports coming your way from Captain Mike Gallo. we got a paddler's report with Brendan Bayard. And we'll check in with our plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert. All that coming up. Also, we have uh, – I want to tell you about next week's show. We are going to take an hour of this show and kind of move around some of our field reporters uh, to do a program we've been talking about for a while now called Louisiana Ducks in Crisis. And those of you who are waterfowl hunters, um, for the most part, as huge agreement that something has changed. Uh, we are no longer getting the waterfowl in Louisiana that we once do, did. Uh, we're going to explore the causations for that and the possible solutions of how that might be able to be turned around. Louisiana has long been known as a waterfowl and a sportsman's paradise, but unfortunately over the past decade uh, it, it does not appear to be that and doesn't look like anything is changing for the better. So we're going to explore that with some people I really respect, some professionals, uh, Dave Rave, Paul Jakobsak, and Eric Rue. Uh, those uh, people have a lot of experience with it and, and are allowed to speak freely where some of the government agency people that are responsible for waterfowl management and some of the resource conservation organizations will not do that. But we're going to have a very frank and honest discussion and would love for you to be tuned in. Uh, even if you're not a, a duck hunter, if you're just a, a waterfowl and wildfowl lover, uh, you'll, you'll get some interesting information put out, and we'd love to hear back from you, too. All right, so that's going to be our next week's show. Um, don't forget, uh, those of you who love wildfowl, we've got the Louisiana Wildfowl Carvers and Collectors Guild Festival coming up at the end of March uh, 26th and 27th. It's going to be at the Castine Center in Pelican Park. 42nd annual. It's been going on a long time. It's a competition. They have an auction, and you will see some beautiful carvings there. Again, that's going to be Pelican Park Casting Center on the March 26th and 27th. And we'll have a lot more coming up on that for you. All right, we got some text messages to cover here. We got someone is going after the topwater bite this morning with a she dog. lure. life is still good. Uh we have uh David Hubble, one of our Alabama listeners, uh trying to stay warm with memories of the boucheries past, hoping we'll see a return to White Oak in 2023. What he's talking about, and we did a this radio program there, was that uh, John Fultz's White Oak, uh, used to be called White Oak Plantation. It's uh, ground, something, that he changed the name of it. But anyway, hopefully he will have that boucherie where they demonstrate how to butcher a hog and how it, every part of it is used And lots of other booths with crafts and different foods. a great, great time we had out there. All right, we have, uh, let's see, Bella is coming back from Fort Worth, Texas. She is now the Level 7 all-around champion. I think she's a gymnast, if I'm not mistaken. And they are looking to go fishing in Lafitte on Monday or Tuesday, looking for suggestions. Well, the way this wind is blowing strong out of the north, it's going to switch and blow strong out of the south. I would say saltwater fishing is going to be very tough. I would say go to the pen if you're familiar with that area, and uh, get to some of those freshwater uh brackish water bayous and canals that run off of the pen and get out of that wind, get in this and look for some clear water and be prepared to maybe try to catch some bass and brim and sockolae if you're if you're a freshwater fisherman. If not, well put the salt water stuff up and give it a try. Alright, TRD in Kentwood, once to know if there's any pay to fish ponds around. There used to be one in Holden and Independence. Yeah, they had the catfish lake there. He says I don't think they're open anymore. And it's 28 degrees, by the way, in Kentwood. It's pretty chilly there. Um, Well, you know, there's something better than that. The Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has a series. They've got lakes all over the state that they stock. They just recently stocked them with rainbow trout. Uh, Freshwater catfish stockings are coming up, and it doesn't cost anything to fish in them. Some of them are on... Uh, public places, uh, parks and places where there might be an admission charge, general admission to get in, but there's no charge to fish in any of them. If you go to their website, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, look for the Get Out and Fish icon and click that on. You'll find that out. Also, New Orleans City Park, I mean, that's a drive for you, but it's absolutely free. There's seven miles of shoreline to fish, and City Park Big Bass Rodeo is coming up. There's some pretty good fish in there. Toby is saying, looks like uh, you and he and me and him need to hook up with Mitch and go to Alabama. Toby's a big turkey hunting guy, so am I. And uh, we're also hearing from uh, my barber, Jason. you up early this morning, Jason. Thanks for checking in. All right, we're going to check in with Captain Mike Gallo. They say he was born on the bayou. I don't know if that's true or not, but I tell you what, he spends an awful lot of time out there, and he catches a lot of fish. The man with the no fish, no pay guarantee is up next
3: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: And that Born on the Bayou report with Captain Mike Gallo is presented by CTO for $179. That's for a whole year's membership. You'll get fuel brought to you, jump start your electrical problems. And if they got to hook you up and tow you in wherever it goes, whatever it takes to get you back safely to the dock, they do it. Tow, some people call them AAA on the water. They offer peace of mind for you and your loved ones that are word about you out there. And all you need to do is make one phone call, Captain Chris, 504-301-4545, or click SeaTow.com. By the way, makes a great birthday present. Captain Mike joins us now. Captain Mike, you hunking down in this cold, chilly weather this morning. What you got going on over there at the Spots and Dots Lakehouse Lodge?
4: Well, Don, i tell you, I will be at the Spots and Dots Lakehouse Lodge a little bit later today, but there will be no fishing taking place in this crazy wind. It sure does. Uh, it sure does seem to have good timing. It seems to show up right around the weekend. We did have some decent weather earlier in the week. I made a trip down to the Mr. Go. Uh, We fished, I'd say we fished 50 to 75 yards out from the rocks between the two drop-offs, fishing plastics, bright-colored plastics on a drop shot rig or a 3-8-ounce jig head. And we caught a, a variety of fish. We caught some speckled trout. A few white trout. When we used gulp, we caught some freshwater catfish and some bass. We even had a flounder. Um, Unfortunately, I don't know, you probably could get into the mist to go with this type of wind. It may be better to hug the opposite shoreline and sort of hide from that uh, wind where the wave action would be. I would go a little later in the evening today. Wind might subside a little bit, and as the water temperatures warm up, that's what worked for us, switching to the shallower side of the channel as we got on the other side of lunch when we fished earlier in the week. So there's some fish out there, and they're feeding. It's just a matter of do you want to get to them in today's weather.
2: Mike, that uh, Mr. Go channel basically runs kind of east-west, so I would guess if you want to fish up against those rocks and have that as the lee shore, you would look for a south wind or a southeast wind where the north might be. Of course, the North would be pushing at your back and be casting with the wind. What kind of wind do you prefer if you're fishing there?
4: <laughs> you know I've been asked that question many times over the years, and my answer is always eight miles an hour. And <laughs> I understand yeah, no, you ma- know, no matter what direction <laughs> enough, exactly, just enough to keep the bugs off of me. Uh, a little bit of ripple on the water, but um yeah, when the wind's you know over twenty you pretty much don't have too much of a choice. You need to cast with the wind, or you'll have such a belly in your line that if you do get a bite, it may be hard to take up that much slack and actually hook that fish. Um, but, you know, you you can anchor out in the middle of the channel, and you're certainly going to be able to make long casts with that much wind. Could I anchor in the middle of the channel and, and fish the first ledge? You know, there's a couple of ledges in the Mystigo itself. One seems to be from 18 to 24 feet, and the other is probably in the neighborhood of 11 to 15 feet, and they're only about 50 yards apart. Fortunately for us, Monday, there wasn't much wind at all, and we could stage between the two drop offs and fish either side of them, and they were within a cast of length. You know, you either cast it off the right side of the boat or the left side of the boat, and that might be a tough one uh, to try to do in, in this type of wind unless you fished the drop shot. You know, you could load that drop shot up with a fair amount of weight down on the bottom and have your plastic a little bit higher up and sort of drag it or bounce it slowly, and that heavier sinker is going to allow you to keep a lot of slack out of your line while maintaining contact with the bottom.
2: Mike, what about some of those interior canals? Uh Enal canals, uh those areas over there where you can kinda get out of that wind and, and actually there's some launches that you can put you in there without even having to get out in any part of the lake. Uh, of course that's you know, some freshwater action in there too, but also some mixed saltwater fish get in there too. Any word on what's happened in those canals?
4: There's a a couple staying in the camp next to mine and they went out yesterday. I suggested they go to Gohegan's Canal Um, they've got some live shrimp from Wrigley's Marina. They said they had several bass, and they uh, had a couple of small redfish that they released. So there are some fish in um, those deep canals, like you're talking about, along the northern side of Wrigley's and Lake Pontchartrain. Um, It's just a stick-and-move type of thing. If, If you're good at reading your electronics, you might be able to see fish down on the bottom in those deep holes. If not, you know, you want to give each spot 15 or 20 minutes, and if you don't catch anything, move to another area. But the deeper areas with some shells on the bottom are going to be key uh, this type of, this time of year and in this type of weather where you can get away from the wind.
2: You know, Mike, we had uh, Captain Jim Lamarck over at Southside <clears throat> Cafe with us this past Tuesday, and uh, we were talking about fishing, and it came up about that tarpon that was caught in Gohagan's Canal, which you just mentioned. That was pretty unusual. I don't know if you saw a picture of that fish.
4: I did see a picture with um, with that fish. That's a guy named Ronnie Lappity, who I fished with on occasion. Um, but I hadn't heard of too many tarpon coming out of Gohegan's Canal, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> no, especially this time of year, but it also brought the conversation about how plentiful tarpon used to be in Lake Pontchartrain and as far as really close to Lake Moripah in the manshack area. but. Uh, Those days seem to be few and far between. I know every once in a while somebody will spot one or hook one there by the bridges, but that's not too common anymore. But to see that fish coming out of Gohagan's Canal, his GPS was definitely off kilter for sure. Mike, uh, somebody wants to get a hold of you and do some of this fishing you and I talk about every week. Tell them how to reach you. Well, Don,
4: very simply, You can find me on DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com or on social media. My website is aaofla.com, or you can call me at 985-781-7811. All
2: right. Sounds like you got a little bit of a cold. Take care of that, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, my voice is still getting better, but at least I feel a lot better
4: than I did the last time we spoke. So uh, slow but steady.
2: All right. Very good. Thanks again, Mike. Appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. All right, Don. Talk to you then. All right, Captain Mike Gallo, born on the bayou. All right, coming back next, uh, you like to paddle for your fish? Brendan Bayard helps you find them. We'll do that night after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
3: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more. Two Tour. more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Crick Responsibly, beer imported by Crownley Port, Chicago, Illinois
2: And kayak fishing is so popular, we have a special report each week for you. It's called our Paddler's Report. It's a presentation of Massey's Outfitters, one of the greatest places to buy kayak fishing models and all the accessories you need. You can visit their website, see their products, and also remember they have those demo days. They should be coming up soon. You'll find out the location and the dates at MasseyOutfitters.com or check out their very active Facebook page. Brendan Bayard is with us now. Brendan, we were talking with Mitch Jurisich down at Delta Marina earlier about the Palooza coming up. It's not that far away. Tell us how it's shaping up.
6: Yeah, we have uh, only three weekends left until Palooza comes back to uh, Delta. So uh, we're very excited. We had a great tournament there in the fall, and uh, we're going to be back there in a few weeks to – to do another slam tournament for the Bayou Coast Fishing Club. And uh, this time we're going back to the old traditional uh, string them and bring them tournament. So we don't have to do the rulers and the apps and all that stuff. It's just a good old-fashioned load the fish up in the ice chest, bring them back, and uh, weigh your slam there at the table. And uh, then we'll, you know, clean the fish and we'll cook them up and fry them for everybody, and uh, it'll be a, a nice little uh, tournament that day.
2: When you say slam, what exact species are you looking for? <laughs>
6: We're doing the uh, the Cajun uh, saltwater slam, the flounder, the speckled trout and the redfish so uh, you know redfish is capped at uh, 27 inches but uh, you know flounder and, and trout you uh, just bring legal fish there as big as you can bring them and uh, you know looking to try to catch uh, three fish you know if you if you catch three of them in there in the 10 pound range or so you have a really good chance of placing in some money. Uh, depending on the weather conditions, you might even uh, place really high in the money. So, uh, you know, I always shoot for around 10 pounds between the three fish, and, you know, you get a little bit lucky here and there, and you might uh, you might be come home with a big check or a nice boat or all kinds of fun stuff they're giving away this year.
2: Uh, still taking registrations, or is it locked up?
6: Yeah. Yep, the uh, registration is live on bckfc.org. And uh, you can just log on there and follow the links and use your PayPal account. Log on, uh, and then you'll you know be, they'll set you up with that goodie bag when you get there, and you get a t-shirt and and at least uh, that much money worth of lures and stuff in there. So it's always a nice a nice perk per pay, if you will. Uh, you get two meals, you get a uh, captain's. Uh, captain's meeting meal the day before you get the uh the goodie bag and the t-shirt and all that and then the uh entry for the tournament and then uh weigh-in
2: meal as well can't beat that brendan i know you don't like the let week <clears throat> excuse me a weekend go by without getting the fish but boy it's going to be tough today what's some suggestions for catching a few fish today maybe the fresh water or at least staying away from the lower coast and getting out of that wind as best you can
6: yeah, it's uh, it's one of those times you wish you could just uh, you know, shift all your weekend time to the middle of the week. It seems like all the uh, the weekends are lining up with the bad weather, and you get in the middle of the week is kind of forecasting to be the better of the times to get out there, like on Wednesday coming up. But sometimes you just got to go when you got to go, and it's uh, you just make the best of it. But um, you know, we're we we're seeing a lot of nice trout bites whenever we're getting you know three or four consecutive nice warm trend days out on the flats out down on the coast but you know certainly this weekend it's not going to be one of those those weekends with the high pressure and the wind uh your best luck is going to be to fish them in that deeper water uh dead end canal style uh, a lot of the um the borrow pits along highway one the pumping stations uh, along the levee are going to be good places if you're out west the lng canal uh, by calcasieu point is a nice one um if you're up in Prien lake sometimes they have that hot water discharge uh canal going where the where the water can get extremely warm um that's over there right south of the bridge on the west side over there i've been out there in the winter and sometimes you have like 75 degree water coming out of there so it's uh it's certainly a game changer in the winter. Um, Got to deal with the wind, so you want to get into some of these canals where they have some trees and some protection against the bank, and uh, catch some catch some fish. Um, another good spot is over in uh, Bassons or, or Gators, as it's known now, over there in Galliano. Uh, up north, there's those uh, deep canals in the Stitch; they call that. If you go straight north of the uh, of the launch, they have some deeper canals that get to about uh, twelve feet up there, and those stack up. With some trout, whenever uh, it gets cold like this.
2: Yeah, the thing I remember about well, it used to be called Baysons, uh People would run past some of the best fishing as soon as you put in right there. There's some deep areas right there around the marina that are good for this time of the year. Brendan, if you would, they had a big Hobie tournament up in uh, Toledo Bend last week, and Jonathan Carter, one of the guys with the club, man, he he really did a number on them up there. How'd that go? Give us some highlights.
6: Yeah, um, so they had they've been selling out these Hobie um, uh, BOS tournaments uh, as soon as they post them this year, which is kind of amazing. It's it's been going on probably about three or four years, and the entry is you know nothing to sneeze at It's two hundred fifty dollars per angler, but they're selling out these tournaments within you know a, a few hours of posting the live uh, link to these tournaments, and it just shows how fast the bass fishing crowd is growing in the in the kayak community a lot of these guys are almost semi professional they they travel around they uh you know they they spend you know days or weeks over at a location and then hop to the next location and you're you're really uh kind of stepping up your game to fish these tournaments and a lot of guys really thrive on that kind of competition and camaraderie and uh jonathan carter went over there from our club uh fish to lead a a few of our guys know Toledo Ben, but you know, not not really. We're more of a saltwater club. But went over there, caught that nice, just shy of ten pound bass. And he was also entered into another uh, Louisiana club tournament, a Texas club tournament, <laughs> and the uh, Hobie BOS tournament that day. Won big bass in all three of them that day, and oh. I think he, I think he placed uh, maybe second or first in the other two tournaments had a nice uh, winnings of uh, $3,500 that day. Uh, So he was smiling ear to ear on that
2: one. Yeah, that's what you call a real money fish, no doubt about it. Brendan, uh, thanks for the report as always. We really appreciate it, and we'll catch up with you in a couple weeks. All
6: right, Don. Take care.
2: Bye. All right. Happy Mardi Gras. That's Brendan Bayard. We'll be back right after this. We got a bad boy story that ironically ties into the Eagle Expo weekend. Get the hint. We'll be back with a story right after this on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, checking on our text messages, we have the Backstrap Stacker checking in from Mobile, Alabama. It says, it's a good morning to sleep, but the afternoon looks good to hit the water for some redfish. Yeah, I can agree with that. water warms up. And uh, redfish start to move up shallows and get hungry. You can find a few. All right, Bayou Wild TV. You know we're always expanding our programs, and uh, in case you haven't been keeping up with it, uh, we got a couple of new places you can find it. Your View Television, which is Cox Channel Four, Roku, Amazon, uh, Fire TV, Android. It comes on your, or you can go to uh, yourview.com and catch it streaming. It's on uh, Thursdays at 6:30, and tomorrow night at 9 p.m. We are also uh, happy to announce for the greater Baton Rouge listeners and viewers, uh, my sixteen W B X H T V, which is on uh, channel thirty nine AT and T. It's thirty nine on the dish. It's sixteen on Cox. Sixteen on Etel. And if you got just your old antenna, you can catch it on nine point four Sundays at five p.m. It's a great time to wind up your weekend watching Bayou Wild TV. In fact, this week uh, you'll see some of the action from that place we've been talking a lot about this morning, the Mister Go and some of those canals over there, some of the fishing and some of the coastal restoration projects that have been taking place over there. Check it out It's bayouwildtv.com. You can always watch us on YouTube if nowhere else. All right, right after we pause 10 seconds, we're going to be back and ironically, we have a story dealing with the killing of an eagle that we reported on a couple of years ago, the sentencing came down On the same week as the Eagle Expo. How about that? Back with the story after we let our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. Well, earlier this week, a Claiborne Parish, Louisiana man who admitted to killing a bald eagle and keeping one of its feathers was sentenced by U.S. Magistrate Judge Mark Hornsby in Shreveport in a case that was investigated by Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, after learning he had been photographed with a dead bald eagle. Agents conducted a search of his vehicle and recovered a feather that belonged to the slaughtered bald eagle, and Daniel Smith admitted during an interview that he killed a bald eagle and kept the feather. Now, this wasn't Smith's first rodeo. He previously had been placed on probation and ordered not to possess a firearm for one year as a result of hunting violations involving other wildlife. Now sentenced to 30 days jail time and one-year supervision is 20-year-old Daniel Glenn Smith of Home Er, not Home a Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. There's a couple things puzzle me about this case that was prosecuted by U.S. Attorney Leon Witten. Number one, why was he not charged as a convicted felon in possession of a firearm? And number two, 30 days in jail, while that's not any fun, a year's supervision seems awfully light for the killing of a national bird, a national symbol of freedom, and an endangered species at that. Under his plea... Judge Mark Hornsby could have given him a $5,000 fine, and it's possible for a first offense with a bald eagle to get a $100,000 fine. He was not fined one penny. 30 days in jail and a year of supervision. Your thoughts. Is that too light? Too harsh or just right? Give it the Goldilocks rating. Text me 504 260 1870 and we come back after this. We're going to catch up with the guy we call the Plastic Man, Captain Ryan Lambert, fresh back from Mexico duck hunting. We'll see what he's doing fishing down at the Cajun Fishing Adventures right after this on the Outdoors for Town Dubuque Radio Network. And that's what we call Captain Ryan Lambert who joins us now. Ryan, uh, you're back in Louisiana now for a while and the river's jumping up a little bit. How's that affecting fishing down there?
7: Um, it's not too bad. It's a uh, 6-9 and it's uh I mean, it's going to go to 9-2 in March, but then it'll go back down to 6 is the current uh forecast. So I don't think it's too bad. You know, it's um if it stays there, you know, the trout, when they come out, they'll still be all around us. Uh, you know, April 1st, usually the trout will come, start making their way back out to the Gulf, and, you know, it'll be good. I'm not too worried about it. As long as it doesn't get over 10, it won't push them further away. But the the, the trout, the, the redfish have been really good. they got bulls everywhere. they got keepers, catfish, you know, freshwater catfish mixed in with them if the boys are fishing shrimp, black drum. Uh, you know, it's been good. Uh, today we, we canceled because the airlines canceled the guys' flights, so we'll, I'll go down a little while and we'll pick it up again tomorrow.
2: Hmm. Uh, I heard there's some uh, activity been going on down in the Mississippi River. I think they said the dredging is complete now and that they've yes. restored many hundreds of acres of uh, property through dredging out the Mississippi River to, to clear it for the shipping. How is that going to affect the fishing down there?
7: Well, it won't affect the fishing, all they did was take and, and dredge the south pass and they put all that beneficial use on the left side. They built a, a, a lot of land in there, you know just you know it's just like putting sand on top of the marsh and just you know eventually it'll grow some trees and stuff, but you know a good storm surge barrier, not much habitat for for ducks or anything when you do it that way but you know, every every little bit of land that we recoup is a uh, positive thing. So it's going to make it better for the offshore boats have a, a better way to get out because Northeast Pass is silting in, so everybody's using South Pass again. They all going out toward the lump, and it'll be good for us where we can slide out of there and catch our red snappers and all. You know, I, I was doing it anyhow, but uh, a lot of people wouldn't because they didn't know where the little the little passes and those those sandbars were. So it was scary for a lot of folks. But now you don't have to worry about. It. You can go out south pass pretty easy, and and for the first time, you know, we started to use that that land that we're pumping. We're not pumping offshore. We're actually using it beneficially, and that's what we're doing all around uh, the head of the passes as well. So it's a it's a win for Louisiana.
2: You know, given as many years as you've been down there, when you've watched high rivers, low rivers, medium rivers, when would you suspect the trout run to really start down there? And of course, I know it's still to be determined by what that river does. But what might be a good rule of thumb, looking at everything so far this year?
7: Well, normally, you know, you you can go on the inside in the canals and stuff, you know, historically and go catch them. And, you know, right now, you know, just fishing on the bottom. But April 1st is when everything changes, boom, just like, like it, they they have a calendar or something. That full moon right there, everything will start moving out into the bays. It'll start warming up. The fish will be on the reefs, and, you know, they'll start making them move in Venice around the edge. you can be able to catch a lot of nice fish down there. I like to go down there in April. So, yeah, and then they'll start moving to the rigs, and it won't be long May and June. They'll be Hey, where the summer pattern is, you go whack them there. But that when they're making that move in April, you can catch some really nice fish. I mean, thumpers.
2: And so where would be some some of those big bull reds? Are you fishing those along the coast? Are you fishing them in the back canal still in the little deeper holes? Where would you concentrate well, on those?
7: they're primarily everywhere, but I don't I've been sight, uh, fly fishing, you know, almost every time I fish lately, I've been fly fishing and, uh, the big bulls, they're just inside. I mean, you, you know, the water's nice and clear and you can target them, sight fish them. I mean, that's, that's fun stuff. So as long as that river stays where it's at, it's going to stay good. I mean, you know, they'll, they'll make that move in April too. Cause that's when the bait's going to go out. But, you know, March would be great all, all month long. We'll be catching those big reds. So it's, uh, I'm probably going to do that tomorrow, actually.
2: When y'all going to do some Bye. more of that big catfishing like we did? That was so much fun. And, boy, you talk about some great eating those fish out of those passes. I,
7: I, I'm getting, getting ready to put some lines out maybe tomorrow. I got to get ignition on that little boat, change the key switch. And once I do that, I'm going to put some lines out because those big girls are up there. Plenty catfish right now. The boys are catching them every day. They catch channel cats and blue cats <laughs> along with their regular catch, which is <laughs> so weird. But, I'm uh. there's some places I could target. I'm going to put some lines out and just fill the freezer. You know, a lot of times we like to make fish tacos and stuff like that.
2: Ooh, you're making me hungry, man, making me hungry. <laughs> All right, so Uh You're on my website, com, and you're one of the few people who always got a cell phone and answers it, whether you're hunting or fishing out there, somebody wants to call you, tell them how to get you.
7: Yeah, they just called me at 504-559-5111, and yeah, the, the duck season's almost booked up already. I mean, people are, <laughs> people want to get out. I mean, it's crazy. I
2: people know. People want to get out,
7: and, and fishing's going to be great this year. So it's going to be good. We'll have
2: fun. It's going to be a good season. I got a feeling. All right, take care, my friend. We'll see you next time. Bye, right, my partner. All righty. Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures, one of the really – Great places. Just look for the palm trees on the left side of Highway 23, and that's where you're going to find him. All right, I'm getting uh, some feedback on this judge that sentenced 30 days in uh, in jail. That's no fun for sure, but also uh, one-year supervised probation, but uh, no fines for killing a bald eagle. What do you think? Too little, too much, just right? 504-260-1870. We're back right after this. All right, getting some uh, feedback on the judge, Judge Mark Hornsby in Shreveport, uh, what I feel is a very light sentence that he gave Daniel Glenn Smith of Homer, Louisiana, 30 days in jail and a year's supervision, Uh, no fines. He could have, under his plea bargain, he could have got a $5,000 fine, and really for a face defense, bald eagle it can be $100,000, but he was not given any fines by the judge. And some of the comments uh, on one of our Mississippi listeners says, You need to put that judge on the bad boy's list for the year. Uh, Another says, I just saw a bald eagle in Bridge City. He should have been fined as an example for others, especially since he's 20. I shudder to think of his past offenses, and now what will he kill illegally going forward? Poor eagle. Yeah, I got to agree. You slap him on the wrist, and it keeps getting worse and worse. This was not his first offense. Another one says, way too light. He must know the judge. Uh, another says, uh, sounds like the judge was on the take or taking some happy drugs to hand down such a light sentence to the bald eagle killer. Another one says, judge must have ingested uh, Colorado cookies. And Mike Bench says, uh, Delacro Corporation says that sentence was definitely too light. Convicted felon with a firearm would be a state charge. That would have to be prosecuted by a local DA in the state court in that locality. Might still be a pending charge. Yeah, could be. Uh, the federal conviction just made it a slam dunk case. And definitely more to this story than what we're hearing. And we'll see if any more charges are brought up, uh, maybe in a state court for some of the other ones. But uh, just very, very light to get off. Here's another one that says, What about restitution? Usually, whenever an animal, fish, or anything like that is taken, someone has to pay. Way too easy. Should have got time, fines, loss of license, forever. That. Stops idiots for doing something like that. He must have known the judge, and I don't think much of the judge either. That's from uh, hunting buddy Dean Galatis. Yeah, Dean, i got to agree with you. All right, unfortunately, he's a federal judge, and uh, you know we don't have any vote or say-so in, in whether he stays there or not. All right, we'll have, I'm sure, more bad boys next week and on in. Speaking of next week, we're going to have a special segment from the 5.30 to 6.30 hour. We're going to talk about... Louisiana ducks in crisis. Uh, When I got the December 21, which is the last coastal flyover report by the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, it was the lowest ever recorded number of ducks in coastal Louisiana and Lake Catahoula since they've been keeping records, which goes back to the 1970s. And Uh, Yeah, it wasn't a real brutal winter, but uh, it was not really a warm winter. I mean, we got robins. We had great woodcock come down here. We saw quite a few diving ducks. Other migratory birds showed up in numbers, but not ducks. A lot of reasons. Uh, We'll discuss some of those causes. You know, weather certainly is one. Uh, Habitat loss is real big here in Louisiana, but, you know, the ducks need to come here to find that out. Uh, there's also some impact, whether it be severe uh, or basically dramatic and or mild, short stopping going on. There's evidence of it. I've got clips of it. I've got uh, hunting guide services that promote it, uh, flooding corn, which is legal, but maybe that could be changed. Uh, people now there's there's a lot more access, and some people are saying that the population is actually overestimated by. U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, that the counts are not accurate, and uh, we'll talk about some of the things that we can change to help turn that around. I've invited some people I have a lot of respect for, Paul Jakubczak, who is a waterfowl uh, consultant. He's also worked for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, Uh, Dave Rave, another biologist, and Eric Rue, a professional hunter, and they they don't have their hands tied uh, owing anything to their jobs. Uh, They can speak very freely, and we're going to plan on letting them tell us what it is all about, what the causes are, and how we can maybe turn that around. So hope you'll tune in for that. We're calling that Louisiana Ducks in Crisis. I've also polled a number of hunters who have sent me their reactions, people from all over different parts of the state. And while there are some areas, I mean, Ryan Lambert is in really a true paradise down there at the mouth of the river. Uh, Other areas, um, not so much. And some areas are just really devoid of ducks. So hopefully we'll be able to arrive at some kind of a conclusion and maybe some solutions and let you know as a waterfowl hunter, a concerned conservationist, what you can do as far as your part to help turn that around. All right, it's been fun getting nice out there. It's going to be warming up on this chilly February. Stay out of that wind, have a good time, and hope you come back and visit us again next week. We do this each and every Saturday morning from 5 to 7 a.m. It's a two-hour pre-journey into the great outdoors. Glad you decided to spend part of your weekend with us, and hope you will again next week. On the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
3: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.